1: talking about millions of dollars. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. We're living in a material world, and I am a material girl. Or boy. Well, what about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Oh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke. Don't do If I had him. If I had a million dollars
0: will i buy you a house Welcome back I'm Tom Howell, Andrew on the board. SB Futures up 11.75. dollars NASDAQ Futures up $55. They try and come back a little from yesterday's carnage. Do we have uh, Mr. Lou, Mr. Lawyer Lou? Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm alright. We have a... Uh, so in, in two days, first I go vote with the intention of writing in Lou Michaels for Governor and the pen they give you is, spews so much ink it was going right through the paper on the dots and there's no way you could have written anybody in because it just would have been a schmear they wouldn't have known it was you so I had to vote for the Libertarian instead instead of you
2: I'm, I'm very flattered Yeah, very flattered that you would even consider me put me in any kind of role of, of authority I Although I'm, I'm, starting to resemble, I'm starting to resemble the governor if i got to cut my eating down for the holidays. <laughs>
0: um, so that was one example of we can't even buy the right pens. So this morning, poor Andrew and I are coming in, and we see all these people on Elston Avenue, and I go, you know, there must be something wrong with the Kennedy, but we try it anyway because I got my escape valve like a block after we get on, we get off at Ogden Avenue. Sure enough, the Kennedy's jam, I figured there must be some huge pileup turns out the guys that are are striping the Kennedy somewhere and supposed to be going at five are still merrily striping away with like two or three lanes blocked the thing is jammed all the way f- from like Skokie or someplace I mean I mean can we can we is there any you know I don't know I, I don't want to cast any aspersions at anybody because I think there's you know a lot of people need to get involved in government and and I think uh, some of the wrong people have been there for a long time but lady in DuPage County, she's the new DuPage County Board President, the First Lady, and she's talking about, well, we now have a black guy doing this, and we've got two Asian ladies on the board. Lou, well, I don't have any any problem with it. I just I just want everybody to be competent. I don't want them to be. This, this is this is not some kind of a a camp you know a popularity contest. I mean, it, oh, oh oh, but it is. It's
2: it's not a popularity contest uh in the well, she's not referring about popularity contest, what she's referring to is is what Clarence Thomas and and a number of other justices on the Supreme Court on the affirmative action case uh raised as as a, a problem, which is why are you using visual diversity as a substitute for viewpoint diversity or intellectual diversity? And and you know, we have fallen into the trap that a bunch of us in the 19, late 1880s or late 1980s, early 1990s who were working in employment law noted, which was the idea that, this, that diversity as a concept is, is great, but in, in practical application it, it results in quotas. Uh, because people do not want to you know in, in order to, to say that you are a you know a, a, a company that doesn't discriminate and that really is a li- illegally discriminated and that really is the issue it's important for someone to look out in the room and see a bunch of people who, who are not do not all look alike and I I, I remember raising this in one of our one of our discussions uh, at one of my firms when we were talking about, about our hiring practices. And I said, you know, to the extent that we are um, exclusively using race as a marker for diversity, you know, we are, we are engaging in, in the most blatant kind of, of race uh, discrimination or gender discrimination that, that's imaginable. Because we are assuming that somebody with a different color skin has a particular set, uh, or or you know, who's, who's uh, a different gender has a particular set of viewpoints that, uh, or, or a different set of viewpoints, when when in actuality we have we have no way of knowing. But but it's crucial in our in our culture now that a company be able to look out on its workforce. And use these kinds of discriminating, legal, discriminating methods, and and everybody falls into that, and that's what, that's what, uh, your, war uh, president or board president or whatever was was you know falling into there. Um, I, I I categorically reject that kind of thing because because it it cuts against the kind of meritocracy that you would hope we would be promoting in, uh, in academic and political and cultural fields but but only seems to only seems to to work in sports. I mean, yeah, we, I don't we t- don't see we don't see affirmative action hires in sports at least at least not on the playing field. Um, you certainly do in the coaching area that's why the NFL has introduced its Rooney rule. But, but it, it, again, all of this is aimed at, a, at I, I think, as, as, again, as the justice has pointed out, all of this is aimed at a fundamental misconstruing of, of diversity, the concept of diversity that has now, you know, has now run it into a, into a quota system.
0: I, mean, I it seems to me, Lou, that somehow we're we're putting the, I don't know, somehow the cart before the horse, because I, bizarre as it may seem, <laughs> My stepfather was a grumpy old Irish guy from the south side, but you would think that that would mean he was somebody who was kind of a racist. But he, but he absolutely was not. He was actually the opposite. And, and he was in his accounting department. It was this is this is 60 years ago. You could walk in there and you'd swear it was the it was the most racially balanced, religion balanced place I ever saw. Because if somebody showed up, he says, "Are you going to give me a good eight hours?" And he didn't care what you looked like. Whatever I mean, and, and, and his place looked like that. He had his experience in the army, and he said, "In the army, you didn't care what anybody looked like, what color they. Were. Well, I suppose maybe in those days, maybe you did not care what color they were." He goes, "As long as they were, as long as they were somebody you could count on, you promoted them." <laughs> but, but, the, but the cart, the horse came first. It wasn't
2: like well, and that and that is the justification when this whole diversity thing rolled out. And, and you actually heard vestiges of this argument. I mean, the people on the, on the side of the universities in that, that were dis- better discriminating or illegally discriminating on that uh, case for the Supreme Court, you actually heard them roll this out, and that is more diverse work teams result in better decision-making. And that's true as long as it's intellectually diverse or viewpoint-diverse work teams and they have all been put up there because of merit. And if, if that if you have that kind of diversity, you are generating at least, according to the literature, you are going to be generating better decisions. But, well, but we have fallen into the trap deliberately, frankly, because this, I think this was always the always the goal of the diversocrats. We have fallen into the trap of assuming that. Uh, you know, race race equals a certain viewpoint. And and Chief, your the comments by your, your grandfather of you know, it doesn't matter what color you are, as long as you can do the work, that is considered implicitly racist explicitly racist, excuse me, now under current, you know, critical race theory doctrine. Colorblind is is, is racist. It well I guess I do, guess
0: I'm I guess I'm racist so now race but, discrimination? I, w- I will say this though some areas, I mean, if you went back twenty, thirty years, you had to specifically push uh, I'll say a, a black guy or a Asian guy to get into Goldman Sachs. I mean you you were never going to get on a board because th- you you could never get in the club. Now that that's totally different than my stepfather. Hiring people that showed up looking for a job because they actually showed up looking for a job. Now, and on the trading floor, I backed the first African American lady as a as a market maker. But she was there. She'd I, she'd got in and she was a clerk. She did a nice job. She started out working for the exchange, I think, and and proved that she could do better. And I, I had no problem. I didn't care what color she was. But the the but that's different than like a board spot where you you know it's it's almost like Chicago. Don't send me nobody to nobody sent, you know, type of thing. Well,
2: but she, yeah, but but oh, so so there are two there are two elements to this. We are opposed to illegal discrimination. That is discrimination based on what we consider to be protected factors: race, gender, religion, color, uh, uh, national origin. These are these are considered to be illegal under our law. Well,
0: they're not right. And they're, plus, they're not right. They're just not right. Right,
2: right. and so. And so we are opposed. We are opposed to that kind of discrimination. Discrimination, and and, and the, the the issue has always been: does political or personal preference for someone with a particular class or a particular political outlook does that hide race discrimination? This is the so-called good old boy network issue, where you only hire people who look like you, or you only hire people who, who you are familiar with. And and okay, is that race discrimination per se? I, I mean, there, there there's plenty of studies that indicate that it falls out that way, and that's one of the reasons why it, it the uh, EESC has has you know rigorously pushed to ban that kind of or, or to eliminate that kind of selection process. But um, if you, I, I mean, I I used to I used to listen to my my you know then wife talking about. The hiring practices within her within her one of her speech therapy clinics that she worked at, and it was all female, and and they had a male applicant, and and they said that these these women said there's no way we're going to bring a guy in here, it'll ruin the it'll ruin the dynamic, and we, and we I, can't I talk I said, about well, guys
0: all day if we got a guy in here.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well that's right. I mean it'll, we can't. That's right, and and I said well okay, so is this discrimination based on the fact that he's a male? Or is it discrimination based on the fact that you you believe, based on the interview with him, that he's going to ruin the you know the dynamic, the team dynamic that you guys have developed? And it's it's a fine line, and I'm not sure it's one you can you can accurately draw. But but you're right about you know 30, 40 years ago, it would have been very maybe even fifty years ago. Is it's closer? It would have been it would have been hard for somebody who was not part of the club to get into a leadership position at Goldman Sachs. But, Chief, I couldn't have gotten into no, a leadership
0: position at Goldman I, I, I interviewed Morgan Stanley and wanted no part of me. Absolutely no part of me. I was not right, the right, right religion. I
2: mean, I mean class-wise, class my language isn't the right kind of language. I wouldn't show up wearing the right kind of suit. I wouldn't show up wearing the right kind of watch. I mean, there are, there are it's a cultural issue, but the question, and the question that I, that gets raised in those cases is, is this a proxy? Is this cultural discrimination, which is legal, is this a proxy for race discrimination that isn't?
0: Well, it, 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 and, it comes and, down to, uh, I think, in a lot of... It's, right, it's like, I, I, will, I will categorically say, the colorblind
2: philosophy that you and I were raised with, because it hasn't worked to bring more African Americans, and that's the focus group... It hasn't worked to bring more African-Americans into these kinds of jobs has now been explicitly rejected by most schools, by most colleges.
0: Well, I, uh, well you end up in a situation, if you, if you do that, that the, you almost have to be big enough to be, be a minority when you're not even really a minority anymore. I mean, nobody, really, nobody cares about American Indians, really. Nobody cares about real minorities, right? Because you're not big enough well, to become... Only, a,
2: well, I, I, not only that... Uh, you know um, the uh, American Indians Native Americans indigenous peoples yes they've been used as a uh, that status because there, there aren't very there aren't very many of them within the you know within our culture that status has been used by people like elizabeth Warren to to promote herself into various jobs yep and get hired at, and get hired at, at you know, teaching uh, positions because nobody could check it that was that was also explicitly raised at that Supreme Court argument. I think it was Alito who was asking: Suppose somebody just self-identifies as Native American to get into school, how do you how do you deal with that? And and the the uh, you know the, the person doing the representation, I think it was the Harvard lawyer, said, "Well, well, we can't. Yeah, we have no way of checking, and in fact, we don't check." I mean, it's it, it's it's ludicrous.
0: Well, the the issue with, with some of the Schools and I I don't know. I absolutely have no idea what the answer is, but for a long time, if you just took, especially out in the eastern part of the country, if you just took the straight the highest test scores, and you know this this is the this is the truth. It's not. I mean, you would end up with with a real lot of Jewish kids. Because they well, started, yeah, this was this,
2: uh, this was the issue in the 1920s and yeah.
0: the 1930s. Because they studied studied their Parents were more into education than maybe other people's parents on average, not not specifically in some places, but they you would end up with. And people say, "Well, we don't really want an entire school of all Jewish kids. We want some diversity in here." Or if they just didn't like the Jewish kids, I don't know. But then all of a sudden, the Jewish kids aren't the smartest kids anymore. It's the Asian kids because they're the ones that study all day long, and that. Uh, guys like me who are up playing football every night, uh, so it, you know. So you end, you end up that way as well. I mean, uh, so you you know you, the ebb and the flow. I mean, does does Harvard want to be, you know, eighty percent Asian? Probably not. Even though if but, you
2: just but, but but here's the but here's the you know here again, it's because of what Harvard's looking for is visual diversity. Yeah. If they were looking for intellectual diversity, they would be doing something else. You know, they would, they would not, they would be saying, okay, fine, we're going to look at, you know, if, if we're not going to care what the, what the person looks like. We're going to be more interested in, did they come from a poor, impoverished background? Are they the first generation of their family to go to college? This, by the way, fits a ton of Asian applicants. Are they, do they have some special talent that, that you know, makes them stand out among their peers? um uh, there was a there was a great line in the in the uh world argument on the affirmative action case where <coughs> one of the lawyers excuse me one of the lawyers for the uh, colleges was saying well, look you know we, we can make all kinds of distinctions depending on what you know whatever we're looking for and and sometimes it's race but we could we could be oh, it could be an oboe player. We could be looking for you know the best oboe players in our to, to put in our college, and and Justice Roberts put his hand up, and said, "Listen, pal, we didn't fight a civil war over oboe players."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, If you if you look at just the color, you would assume that Thurgood Marshall equals Clarence Thomas, and I'm not going to I'm going to say they don't equal.
2: Well, no if you look at the color again this goes back to the whole the whole diversity the bogus diversity argument if you look at somebody's color or somebody's race and you assume well this guy had to come out of the ghetto so and he's going to have a different he's going to have a different worldview than this white kid who came out of out of you know suburban boston i mean who's the racist i mean you're 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 making a racial distinction based on the assumption that, that a you know this race has a particular background when in, fa- when in fact most of the African American kids that are that are coming into Harvard are coming in with the same socioeconomic background as their white peers.
0: yeah was I mean it's a couple of the people here in Chicago that get well uh, that have gotten a lot of minority set asides One guy's grandmother went to law school. I mean, okay, I'm not so yeah. sure he's the anyway. S&P futures up eight, Nasdaq futures up 48. Come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, Lou's view of the markets and what's going on here. Plus, we gotta talk about this Ukraine situation. Be right back, stocks and jacks.
1: How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox.
3: 8810, or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. CognosHR, Innovation and Human Resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona.
0: Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. Well, back Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Allen Andrew on the board. SP Futures up 6 now only. if Futures up 44. So we're up, but not like we were up more earlier. Dow Futures up 42. The only thing I have in the Dow doing much of anything uh, is uh, Salesforce is up a buck. We got uh, Apple up 88 cents. It was down to, Apple's down to 135.75. So Stocks have been getting really drilled. Um, over in Asia, we have the uh, Nikkei down 270. That's a full 1%. Shanghai down 12.4%. Hang Sang, which took the big bounce off the 14.4 lows, heading right back south again two days in a row now. Down 277, that's almost 2%. Barely over 16,000, 16,081. So they still are not healthy, it doesn't look to me. Yesterday, Dow was down 646. S&P down 79. Nasdaq down 263. So we're barely sneaking back into that at all, at all with the mid, with CPI numbers in a little bit here. We're in Europe, we've got DAX down 59 cents, so let's call that flat. Puts you down seven point one percent. kick around down thirty point five percent. So uh, you're very slightly to the downside. Uh, the bands down five basis Ten-year rate <clears throat> down five basis points. Four oh nine. The Bund down one basis Two point one six. Japan right where they always are. Point two five. Oil uh, down forty-two cents. Eighty-five forty-one. So it's brief brush near ninety is back down. Uh, Brent down thirty-four cents. Ninety-two thirty-one. Natural gas down three cents. Still under six bucks, at 5.90 with the uh, Liquid National Gap ships still floating around the Atlantic, outside of Europe waiting for the price to go up, but they're just wasting time. It looks like our Bob up a penny, two five five. We've got gold down four bucks, but still over 1,700, 1,709. Silver down 14 cents, but 21.18. It was under 19 a couple weeks ago. Silver flies back and forth. Uh, copper down four cents, 365 we've got and this with a big danger was uh, the last couple days There's FTX and now these guys from uh, Binance have bailed out on the bailout so there's no bailout of FTX uh, Bitcoin down at least yet they're, they're searching furiously for money Bitcoin down 66 bucks 16,422 we've got the US dollar the euro is back under a buck at 0.99 we got the pound at 1.14 roughly so not much going on there the, the dollar is strong against the euro it's actually weaker against the pound uh, Andrew, what do you for us? Weather Sports.
4: All right, it is uh, 6.36 here in Chicago on Thursday, November 10th. Uh, for sports, last night in the NBA, the Bulls lost a very close game to the Pelicans, ending right at the end at, uh, at one fifteen to one eleven. And over in Thursday Night Football, tonight we can look forward to the Panthers playing the Falcons tonight at 7.15 p.m. Now, that's all for sports. Over to weather. Uh, right now in Chicago, it is partly cloudy. And today is going to be our last warm one for a while. Uh, we're currently at 61 degrees. For a while?
0: You mean like the May?
4: Yeah. I mean, as someone who likes the cold, I hope so. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, we're currently at 61. It so maybe not too hot, but we're going to have a high of 76 today. Um, and over in Phoenix, uh, we're currently, at, uh, currently clear at 51 degrees with a high of 69. Now, finally for Chicago traffic... Um, we can say firsthand uh, to expect some heavy traffic on the inbound Kennedy, uh, particularly close to downtown, as construction has closed multiple lanes. So expect pretty heavy delays over there. Uh, but otherwise, traffic is built uh, a little bit more than usual on the inbound uh, expressways. But thankfully, there are no major accidents to report. That's all I got. Back to you, Chief
0: Lou. I got a, a quick question. What uh, you're? I mean, you you wander in some of the circles where people have a few shekels. Um, you don't really hear about it even so much on, on the on the TV is there they nothing but touting and everything but uh, there's some huge carnage in wealth this year in some of these stacks I mean I've got uh, if you take the 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 fang plus with Tesla I, I got us I got us down you know over four trillion dollars you look at what's happening in this bitcoin this or uh, the, the uh, crypto there's got to be people caught in this my my specific question to you though is reading the other day that some of these countries that are just totally busted up, they're actually using this Bitcoin a lot as a currency. I mean, if this thing, I won't, you know, I'm not going to say if it goes away, but clearly this FTX. By the way, did you see that, read that thing I said yesterday. The guy said, I thought it was a good company because they named, they they, have a, they, they purchased Stadium on naming rights. Good yeah. luck. I mean, can people be that whatever? Plus, they had the the. the oh, abs-
2: they, ab- they absolutely can, and and I mean, FTX, <clears throat> FTX is is was sending up red flags, and and it, it was exactly the kind of company that I, I dealt with back in the dot com boom when I was doing some NFL agent work with guys who had some money to invest and who wanted to throw their money at this flashy thing and I, I would say you guys need to be careful here I would I would say no because again of your limited earning window and they'd say but they've got stadium naming rights or they've got a giant you know they've got a giant logo outside this office building nobody would waste money on things like that if they weren't doing well
0: um is are you gonna when they take the FTX off the umpire's jersey is is Lou Michaels law gonna be on there
2: um, I, I, you know, my, my take, my take has always been, you know, if, if you see a startup company throwing money at stuff like that, uh, you, you need to, you need to back away slowly. And that, that's, that is a Michael's rule.
0: Yeah. it's a, But I, I there, has gotta be some, I mean, I, I know that, you know, some of the people thank God the people here, at PTI, most of them are here because we do, uh, uh, do risk aversion kind of work for people um, so so even though the market going f- down is not really good for us it's not horrible horrible uh, but I mean there's 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 people in other spots where I see their there's their sheets whether they're going to come in or not come into other areas god Lou, they're just just taking a bath in some of these stocks
5: and let they, me and
2: let they reiterate what but, but I I said on the show in 2014 or 2015 shortly after, uh, or, or after the invasion of uh, the Donbass by, by Russia. And I, I told you that if I was an investor, I would be dumping money into defense stocks. I would be, and this, this is triply true now. you
0: uh, should mention that.
2: Lockheed Martin, Grumman, all of these guys, Boeing, all of their, their defense industry sector stuff, is, is going to get, is going to have to get a huge infusion of cash over the next five years, especially in the aviation area. Because it's becoming very clear that we are not prepared to fight a peer adversary with airplanes that are averaging, you know, 30 years old. And and that this, the new stuff that we're developing and it is has got we, we have to set up an industrial base to make it and we've got to reestablish an industrial base to to manufacture and replenish the stocks that we have consumed through through Ukraine. Funny you should and, mention and that and that's, because that's, uh, that's, that's that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a hard fact over the next you know the next five years.
0: Uh, you're you're kind of spot on well you're more than because we in one of the groups that I do uh I do some I do the some some sub managing of the protected stuff but that we also have in, in these groups where guys just want to be long and we don't we don't buy puts or anything for them because they don't want it and uh and one of the and we're actually doing when i say we the group is doing actually very well this year vis-a-vis the uh, um the market where the market's down you know 25 30 depending on what you have maybe even more and uh and and our guys were shrewd. The first invasion of Ukraine this year, they didn't do it after the Donbas part, but immediately switched over to a uh, a big chunk. Let's say, let's say, really overweighted in the in, in the military areas of uh, you know the uh, Lockheed's and all those kind of places. And I'm going to say they're down maybe as th- a third as much as the rest of the market. I and mean, I don't think they're up. I mean, if they did are not up, up. But yeah. but I mean, they've they've done exceptionally well by doing ex- relatively exceptionally well uh by doing just what you talked about. Now the question is where are we gonna get all this money? Because 'Cause we're getting really used to just giving people money and they don't want to work for it. And I you know, it's 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 not so much I'm not talking about the, the guy that's supposed to be getting the check. I'm talking about the people in the middle. I I think it's an absolute national sport to steal all his dough on the way down to people. I just you know you know I, <laughs> Well let me let
2: me let me so so let me segue that. Into what's happening in Russia right now? Yeah. Because in the Russian system, you do have a you do have a system in which everybody is stealing it on the way down, and and it's it's showing up in in Russian combat capability on the on the front line. So so it looks like the Russians are, are going to withdraw from a town called Kursk, which is is on the uh, Nipper River, and they are pulling the, supposedly given an evacuation order pulling their forces back this is noteworthy because this is the largest uh town in an area that uh, a couple of months ago putin announced he was annexing and they were they were you know taking it over and bringing it under under rule of the russian federation and they've now allegedly been driven out of here so so Kersin is a because of the river behind it or its boundary on the river it represents both an opportunity and maybe you know maybe a trap i think it's more of an opportunity given what i'm reading but but it allows an opportunity for the ukrainians if they can cut the bridges that the russians are using across the river and they can because they've got precision guided artillery that we've given them that, that allows them to show you know that stuff with, with great accuracy if they can cut those bridges they can effectively uh, deny the Russians an escape route, and perhaps encircle and either annihilate or capture, uh, you know, as many as twenty thousand Russian, you know, frontline troops that have been left, that have been abandoned there. The Russian, the way the Russians have treated their what they're calling a moldyks, mobilization, uh, you know, the people who recently mobilized, is is unbelievable. Um, if you read the accounts from the front lines that are that are percolating out, these guys are arriving on the front with uh you know, paper thin uniforms and, and coats and, and remember it's starting to get cold in Ukraine now. Paper thin uniforms and coats, boots that don't that aren't that aren't insulated, um, rations that have expired. You know, these these are you know like our MREs, except except instead of being you know you know six months old with a shelf life of another two to three years, these things are 10 years old 15 years old and this is what's being issued to the troops in many cases the soldiers are being told that they have to go out and buy their own uniforms or buy their own their own equipment so that that when they get to the front they won't freeze to death um, there are, Accounts, numerous accounts, because I follow this uh, on a, through a variety of, of unclassified sources. Numerous accounts of units being uh, ordered forward with with nothing more than a than a rifle in the face of unrelenting artillery and and mortar bombardment, being forced to go into this, losing losing you know forty fifty percent of their force, retreating back. And then, and then, you know, being, being basically, uh, cut off from, from food, water, shelter by their, by their commanders because they, they won't go back out into the field. Um, the casualty rates of these untrained soldiers, again, you know, remember these are guys who get drafted, they show up, uh, impressed really is, is what they are. They're impressed into service. They show up at the recruiting station and sometimes in as little as a week, they are they are at the front line in Ukraine. No training, no no fire support, no no integration into a unit. Just thrown out there, put into a foxhole, put into a trench somewhere, where they are they are pounded relentlessly by uh, you know the high the high tech stuff that we've got now. The Ukrainians are losing people as well because when you're, you're on an advance like that, you're gonna you're gonna have people killed and and the russians are you know they they've got precision stuff too and they're and they're using it but but the short answer is that the russians have proved totally unable to reinforce those lines that they've got and and against a concerted attack effort by by the ukrainians these these soldiers are are
0: collapsing
2: is um, the, the leadership is are better equipped
0: is it is it, just a, is it just equipment or is the leadership better in ukraine
2: uh, the leadership's better in Ukraine. Um, the the motivation is better in Ukraine. The organizational and tactical uh, component is, is much better. What was it? Uh, my, my, guess, my guess, Chief, is you are seeing a fairly heavy NATO influence in terms of what the Ukrainians, how the Ukrainians are fighting and what they're doing. We are giving them a lot of intel. We are giving them up-to-date locate, up-to-date locations on units and and organizational structure that it, that they are facing. We're assisting them with the targeting on on their weapon systems, you know, with with our training, and and it's you know it. it the, the Russians are not set up to fight like this, and and it's showing.
0: Well, the question is, why not? I mean, they by the end of World War II, they were pretty formidable, and they. Seem to have had a command structure all along the way. I mean, I, or was it just corrupt? I remember reading Red Storm Rising where the guy they put the guy in charge who was like a junior general and he ended up executing half the people above him because they were they were useless. But uh, is it a question that they didn't give themselves enough time, or did the uh, the whole the whole thing from top to bottom is rotten, or what?
2: Well, I think I think the latter is is, is closer to the truth. I think that I think their entire structure is is corrupt. And, and rotten from, from top to bottom. I think, and I think it, it, it you know, that there's been a tremendous, we think there's been a tremendous amount of diversion of money that was supposed to go for equipment and uniforms and basic items like this. That money was simply stolen because their accounting systems are so terrible. Um, everything, everything in Russia, it's kind of like Chicago on steroids in terms of, Civic corruption and and um, bribe you know the requirements to to get if you want to get anything done you pretty much got to bribe people from the, the very bottom of the of the organizational chain all the way up to the top um, and so and so you know I, I, there may ultimately be a reckoning for the Russian military and the and the bureaucrats that were put over the you know put in charge of it but many of these are close friends of Putin. And so, what you know? Is he going to discipline them? Is he going to pull the trigger on them? I don't. I don't know.
0: Well, the guy, the guy, they are,
2: they are, they are, they are not prepared. To, notwithstanding all of the doctrine that they've published over the last thirty years, that that gives a very clear, coherent picture of how a motorized rifle brigade or a, a battalion tactical uh, unit is supposed to perform the integration of air power, the integration of helicopter assaults. With armor and and forces on the ground and artillery, they've published lots of stuff on this. <clears throat> but it it appears that they are absolutely unable to put it into practice. Well,
0: I, I I get the part that a lot of these guys are his buddies, obviously. But and I know you constantly lecture me and, and don't put my mentality into theirs. But if if I put Andrew in charge of tank maintenance and I give him twenty billion a year to uh, to do that. Tank maintenance, and I find out that in the last two years, he built a forty billion dollar yacht. I can't be dumb enough to think that that the forty billion didn't come out of the twenty that was supposed to go into the tank. I mean, I mean it, these guys—I I actually saw something on TV where they re, they had like three or four guys talking about they were they were in charge of whatever it was, uniforms or something. Well, now the uniforms suck, and the guy's got this eight hundred foot boat. <laughs> I mean. it would had to be fairly obvious where the money was coming from. I mean, even the people in Chicago wouldn't be that uh, with a headlight on it like well, that. Well,
2: uh, it's cheap. Cheap. I told you. I told you. It's <clears throat> it's Chicago on steroids. Yeah, but in even in Chicago, it, you'd you'd, you'd hide
0: country. it. I mean, you, you would you would you would see somebody going on the street with four Duesenbergs. I mean, uh, if he's supposed to be giving money to the poor, I mean, I guess some of the preachers might, but you're not going to get it. I mean, uh, the the guys. Who, I, I'm
2: just. I'm just. I'm just telling you. This is not only tolerated, it's almost expected.
0: Really? Wow. And so
2: and so you have and and yeah, in terms of how it works and in, in how the system the system plays this out. And so the kind of moral reprobation that you and I would, would expect to be directed at a at a politician who was found to be doing this is not is not part of the of the Russian political well, I'm not,
0: I'm not I'm not saying it, it that my my Right or wrong should be part of it, but if I gave the money to Andrew and a year later I'm am sitting on his yacht and I go, by the way, Andrew, where where where'd you get the dough for the yacht? Well, you know the money you gave to me for uniforms. Well, it's right, it's in the yacht. You're standing on it. Well, I I don't want to be stupid enough to, to go to the warehouse and expect the warehouse to be full of uniforms. I can't. I know I can't have both. I'm saying that. I mean, how does Putin not recognize this if you and I are recognizing it? Well, he does. He does recognize it. That was my point. If this is this is. This is normal. This is expected.
2: And and so <clears throat> the the idea that that you know this this would be um, somehow corrected by by a moral instinct or, or a political instinct is just
0: not it's just not there. Well I wouldn't count the moral and, part. I'm just, so, saying, I, I'm just saying I'm just saying I I wouldn't expect to have good uniforms is all I'm saying.
2: Well well and, and you know, I think a large part of this is driven by the fact that nobody expected nobody expected the Russians to do a full scale, you know, stand up invasion. But but it was it was clear even in Syria, if you talk to some of my my friends who who were, you know, overseeing part of that conflict, if you if you look at what was happening in Syria, we saw evidence that the Russians were not able to do anything above small You know tactic incursions and that their most effective fighting force was not their was not their line military but their military contractors the so-called Wagner group that that is a personal you know personal militia of of one of the one of the Russian oligarchs who set up a a fighting force that is not dependent on the on the Russian draft system these are these are guys who are, are contractors and they're well equipped, and they're well armed. They're not particularly well led, but they're well equipped and they're well armed, and they have uh, they're, they're well trained, and and they are a much better and much more effective effective fighting force. And they are being used. I mean, directly here in in Ukraine, they were a huge part of the 2014 invasion, and uh, and they fought they fought in Syria, but that was the only group that we saw that was really combat effective. And again, our, our assessment was, was incorrect. We thought that they did not integrate their air power and and um, you know ground forces above small unit operations in Syria because they didn't need to. You know it wasn't it wasn't that kind of a fight. We now are coming to understand that the reason they didn't integrate them is because they can't. They don't have the uh, they don't have the communications equipment. And they don't and they don't practice it. Their mil- these giant military exercises that they've been running for the last you know twenty years have been basically very well scripted ballet dances. but but nothing, nothing that was not completely scripted and was not completely rehearsed. so that so that um, you know you, you had some kind of initiative and some kind of decisional uh, flexibility. On, and training for the decisional flexibility on the part of their commanders. When their commanders were, you know, their, if their commanders were to be confronted with a with a different scenario than the one that was scripted, they everything broke down. And, and we're seeing that play out over and over again now in, in what's happening in, in Ukraine, where where the Ukrainians have been trained, and, and we, give, we give some credit to, to Mr. Trump and some to Mr. Obama, the, the Ukrainians have been trained by, by people who are skilled in those kinds of operations and, and who know how to push down decision-making to the lowest operational level possible, that is the, the senior NCOs, and, and who are being given communications equipment that allows us to almost instantly tell them, here's where the bad guys are, here's what they're doing, here's the organizational strength, here are the choke points, here's where you should hit. Uh,
0: a little quick, uh, question: We don't have much time. Um, you've been—I don't think you're hanging around in Lebanon, uh, but you seem to have fingers into these places. If if crypto totally blows up, which you know I'm not predicting, but if it totally blows up, I've been reading stuff the last few days, in some of these areas where there is, they have no real currency, the, the you know the uh, the governments are shambles and the financial systems are shambles, that Bitcoin is actually being used by a real lot of people. How, how extensive is that I mean if Bitcoin were to go away tomorrow what is is there I mean is there gonna be a hurting in some of these areas it just that's what they're using or what
2: um I, I don't have I don't have familiarity with B- Bitcoin and crypto because I I try not to get too interested in what I consider to be imaginary you know fairy dust which is is what I think of this stuff as being. um obviously chief. If, if in fact they are using it because their internal currencies have collapsed and of course that that's what's happening uh it, it'll it'll be it'll be a disaster you'll you'll have you'll have you know civic civic unrest immediately
0: well as like you know I... or
2: lebanon like, uh, and, and, and turkey i mean is, isn't turkey's currency just exploding right now? well the
0: guy keeps the guy keeps lowering the interest rate He's... He increased the money yes. supply last year by eighty percent. He doesn't understand why his inflation rate's eighty percent. Duh, he's like he's like the people here for God's sake. Well if 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 that
2: if in fact you're setting up this kind these kinds of of sideline currencies and, and I would expect that to happen, that that's classic black market type stuff. Uh, I would expect that to happen. If if that collapses, then then you you've got a prescription for a huge refugee issue number one and 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 major major civil unrest uh number two and and of course lebanon's been been subject to nothing but civil unrest for you know five decades six decades but uh in latin america in south america if you have that kind of a that kind of a currency collapse you know what do you think our southern border is going to look like well it's, i i I, as well I, like
0: it, I have done. not i have not uh we got a dash here a little bit. I, I've not really done any reading lately. You know, bad for me. But how Venezuela is even? How do you even get on the bus? I mean, the currency is—is is everything a barter system? I'd, I'd love to do a study on it, but I sure as hell don't want to go down there. I mean, but I, I don't even know where, where I can read about it.
2: Um, there are there are sources that you can you can find on Twitter about Venezuela that'll give you insight, at least real time insight from people on the ground. But it's i mean, it's ugly. It, it's ugly. And, and they're, <clears throat> they're they're getting on the bus. I, I will tell you they're getting on the bus because they're showing up at our southern border.
0: Yeah. well Anyway, Lou, take care of yourself, bud. SB Futures up 10 now. We're actually moving up north. we got the CPI number in a half hour. And NASDA Futures up 48, so who knows what that's going to bring. Be right back, Mr. Danganitas.
6: 3456 that's 708 349 3456 or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com that's myhomesourcerealty.com hear ye hear ye
1: the homer broadcasting system is on the air stocks
0: jocks and stocks and jocks you are out of control here, right now Something happening here. up, everybody? It's Action Jacks. I'm Tom it it Andrew on the board. SP Futures up 11, so we're, we were just only up a few, but now we're up 11. NASDAQ Futures up 53, so we got a little bit of a rally going here before the CPI number. But it was a—it uh, pales in comparison to the sell-off yesterday, which was really brutal in a lot of areas. Uh, uh, Mr. Dan, how are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I got—I have questions lined up for you, like I do every Thursday. I have questions lined up for Lou regarding what's going on in the Ukraine but uh, that was for Lou that's not for you you know you got the uh, he uh, I'm still kind of thinking about some of the stuff he said so uh, pretty interesting what's with the Russians and the how you know so a lot of the money was pulled out of the system and everything but anyway um, we had Russell on yesterday and he was talking about how he he sold everything out like six months ago uh, and he, but he's not you know he's not a market time TV kind of guy he's a he's a professor that knows a real lot about volatility in the markets because he's worked for OCC and those kinds of places and Options Institute. Uh, and, and just a general... And he started uh, nibbling back in on, on a couple of the uh, uh, chip companies. Uh, and I, I just... I kind of... But he has the same kind of view of the world that I do that he's usually right, but he's also usually like really early because um, that's kind right. of the way I feel I am, and I have a feeling you might be in that camp too. Yeah. But... Uh, I, I'm. I just kind of. I'm. I'm really at a at a loss for this one, Dan, because every when when uh, I started the business, like Dow was like 800, and I was bullish. I thought interest rates were going to come down, and uh, you know, you didn't want to be short at that level. Uh, you know, you, you wanted to be a little bit long. Well, I was right, but it was it was a year and a half before we did any kind of move at all, and because we just things just had a play out, play out, and I, you know. I was young and I thought, wow, if I feel this way, it's, it's going to happen pretty quick. Well, that's been knocked out of me over the years since then. But right. I, but we also, in the last, I'm going to say, 25 years, every time we've had some sort of a market sell-off of any kind of magnitude, it's not been that long. It's been, you know, three months maybe, or 18 or whatever. Long-term capital was way shorter than that. There were, there were times, but every single time there was this day where you hit this V-shaped kind of bottom, or if you bought there, in three weeks you're you're fat and happy, <laughs> and, and you're and you're buying ranches. And I, I just wonder if this time, by the time all these layoffs play out, by the time, I, I don't see any real way around this housing area being a debacle at some point here. If we if we start laying people off because of the people sitting with three percent mortgages and now they're seven, uh, or seven and a half, I. I don't, as we used to say on the trading floor, I'm not so sure this is going to be a V shape. If you start nipping here like Russell, I'm not so sure you're going to be wrong. I'm not so sure he's not like two years early. Like we're going to have this massive, as we used to say on the trading floor, a bathtub shape recovery. <laughs> this big old bottle. Right, yeah, uh, yeah.
9: I would. You know, I I don't disagree. You know, I I think Russell obviously did a you know something that made sense, and like you said, probably a little bit early. You know, chips are probably a decent sector if you're going to start nibbling in. But, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to be nibbling on crypto right now. No, Um, no. In fact, I think it's going to take a while for that whole situation to uh, play itself out. And we weren't nibbling to start with because it's just not our thing. We're more income-focused and we're more, you know, we are longer-term focused. But, yeah, hitting these bottoms and try to time them is really difficult And what we do, I think, uh, at least on the equity side, um, you know, there's always a handful of names that I like long-term, but there might be periods of time where they sell off. And it's during those sell-offs that I'll go back to what I know best and go back to what what I think has, like, potential to continue to increase. And, you know, just, you know, a couple of ideas that we have talked about very quietly, but we have talked about always having a position in silver and gold. And those, you know, those, um Commodities have have had a nice little run in here, and probably will continue to. You still look at their, you know, their long term performance. It hasn't been exciting, but it doesn't have to be. Um, so, as the dollar weakens going forward, the dollar is at all time high. You know, those those are like some. That's one area that I wouldn't say it's at the bottom necessarily, but it's fairly close to. They've been fairly close to the bottom, you know, the past year. Or so, um, and that's just a, a question of patience. I think that those will be. To diversify like they have done a few days over the past week. The other area that I've talked about on the equity side uh, are these infrastructure stocks and very surprisingly there was there was little and no discussion that I heard at least um, surrounded midterm elections about the infrastructure stocks and, and you know putting money into the into that part of the money, that part of the, the economy. Um, and yet at one of the stocks that we've talked about a lot over the past was Nasdaq. And Maztec is, is a company that does. They originally were um, set up to uh, redo infrastructures, or, or come in after like bad storms, and then they branched out and started doing maintenance for pipelines and maintenance for cell towers, and um, so they had when the when the the news about the the pipeline expansion was was um, you know going to be cut or at least cut back, that stock fell. Um, but recently, like just in the last few weeks, it hit ninety. It, it had fallen down in the sixties, and that company is extremely well managed. It's what's a company a, that has is in businesses like what's a symbol? Um, Dan? What's a symbol? MTZ, Maztec. M A S, Maz Tech, is the guy's uh, last name. M um, A S T E C, but ticker MTZ but but I guess what I'm going back to with this company and it also somewhat to our conversation last week is there are companies that are really well managed that are really well positioned um, and that do truly have diversification so there will be growth in cell towers there will be growth in the maintenance of cell towers which is really a bigger part of their business and they've been very wise to move to those areas or move to to that to those sub-businesses, if you will, um, that have the best um, upside in various environments. So that would be a name, just an example of a name that I think may have hit that that bottom of the V and is is, is going back up again. Um, but I think a lot of those names don't end up going back up, and I think especially the names that we, you know, heard about yesterday with with the crypto, um, you know, that there's some of those that just kind of go down and just for long, long periods of time or maybe never um, come back up again. And I think as an investor in this environment, you need to do extra homework on those things because we are definitely in a risk-off environment. And as you pointed out clearly, um, when you're looking at rates continuing to go up, more <laughs> pressure on um, the housing market, more pressure on tech, tech firms, more layoffs coming in, in the tech sector, um, more contraction coming in our economy you're not seeing um, opportunities for, you know, high risk or, you know, aggressive stocks in here. So I think, you know, if you can get four and three quarters on a one-year T-bill, and if next month it it jumps into the fives, which I strongly believe it will, um, and send in uh, some three-month T-bills at 4%, and then add to those names that you like as they do have these sell-offs, I'd say stick to those names, but trying to kind of buck the trend doesn't make sense here. I think you just have to start with the um, understanding that we are in the, as I've said several times, the contractionary period of the cycle, and it's tough for for new businesses to um, get started or to expand in this environment.
0: I notice how you artfully dashed around both the recession and stagflation words. (laughs) Yeah.
9: Well, the interesting thing about the recession, I think we've technically been in a recession, and now we're technically sort of on the verge of one. Um, you know, we by definition, and there, you know, with the way most economists are talking now, with the jobs numbers being the pr- primary focus on whether they're willing to go into um, defining recession as as you know a general slowdown in the economy, um, that you know we're. I don't think things get better. I think this this contractionary period continues, and I don't think that things. I don't think we get into depression. Um, we do have some some headwinds overseas, but what I've noticed lately is a lot of the focus on on um, U.S. based companies isn't bad. And then, you know, as we talked about with that one idea with those Ford bonds, you can yeah. get currency exposure other ways than using. Um, you know, than trying to be inventive. You know, you don't have to be too inventive in this environment. Then why to get uh, exposure <clears throat> overseas and
0: why you haven't yeah. uh, I mean, you obviously get a chance to a chance to. It's not like you're dying to do it, but you get presented people's statements. Uh, you know, a, a lot of investors, and I just I, I shouldn't have done this. I don't know what possessed me to, but about 14 days ago, I went through the list of fangs and the Fang Plus. And just looked at the amount that they were down this year in terms of market cap. <laughs> Dan, I, I you know the the biggest shock, the biggest person I shocked was myself. I had mm-hmm. no idea that they were down that much. We're, uh, we were talking we're talking yeah, three yeah. Tr- three trillion dollars, and in the next eight days they were down another five or six hundred billion. I was bounced back a little bit on that, but not as, after yesterday maybe not. You had Tesla to that. You're talking over four trillion dollars. We're talking six stocks, and you and I can name. Fifty others that were way up and, and they're way they're down eighty percent, not worse than these things. Why? I mean, it seems like this is the most silent wealth. Somebody pulled the plug on the wealth in this country. and no nobody says a word about it. I Everyone mean, on TVs touting these stacks like they're still. I mean, for God's sake, Amazon was one hundred and eleven when I did this. Now it's eighty-seven. It was two weeks ago. Right. You know, I mean, I mean we're and we're talking these things have you know billions of shares outstanding. I it, I don't I don't I I can't believe what the contraction must be and yet and yet you don't hear i mean i, I look at the numbers like i said i was shocked and i mean I, I first of all i don't know what a trillion dollars looks like but uh, <laughs> but, but i mean i when i shocked myself i was really shocked like i guess i don't know talk me out of this uh, my, my psychological uh, guru here when it comes to this stuff but th- there's carnage all over the place here
9: i i absolutely agree with you on that i think that you know we just as the economy has grown, you know, just we're talking about contraction, but we're only talking about a contractionary period very recently. Prior to that, the last decade plus, the last, say, 12 years, we were in an expansionary right. um, period. And most recently, prior to the sell-off, we were in a, you know, a very steep expansionary um, period. And, and, you know, cutting corporate taxes and all that, I think, kind of helped to accelerate that, that expansion. So, Yes, you do put an extra zero or two on those numbers, which would mean if they become losses, if while they're gains, and when they become losses, those they still have those other couple of zeros at the end. Um, so yes, I agree. I um, I definitely agree with you. I, people get used to it, um, and I think pe- people become complacent um, with a certain amount. And as we've talked before, very basic investment and i think it does take a certain personality to do what we do um, because i think some people say hey i've always made money in amazon or i've always made money in real estate until they don't and and until they realize a lot of it has to do with timing and a lot of it has to do with very basic principles like diversification so you can't really as we know you can't fall in love with a particular company and for those people who have you know, for those people who stayed diversified, hopefully some of the some of their stocks and some of their positions have have offset some of the loss. For those people who have said, "I'm going to put all of my money into this area, um, into crypto, into Amazon, into one particular company," um, they realize at some point it's not the smartest thing to do. And hopefully they're smart enough to start diversifying. Not necessarily sell; it's not the time to sell the position. Hold on if you believe in it. But any new money you should be diversifying. Well, Dan, how, so that lesson takes a long time. <laughs> and, you know, so that people, takes more than a business cycle, and we've just had this very expanded, this very expanded business cycle. So, I think it's been hard to get in the mind of investors um, just how much things have grown. Just you know, like you were talking about adding. Now we're talking in the trillions. Well, we weren't talking in the trillions twelve years ago. You know, after the oh eight collapse, we were talking, you know, quite a bit smaller uh, dollars, and now the dollars on on the on the loss side not much bigger as well so
0: well you get the, I mean it's happened it happened in 2000 I remember it vividly that you had the five stocks everybody knew the name of the chairman of the five stocks everybody yeah. everybody was yeah. would, would have given their daughter to the guy they have sex with for guys I mean he, gets, <laughs> he reaches a point where and now it's the same thing we, we yeah. it's, the, it's the Cathedral it's, of Apple it's Zuckerberg it's this guy it's that guy this Amazon guy can do no wrong he was gonna he's gonna be in the delivery business and somehow, instead of the post office losing money, delivering his stuff, he's going to make a fortune on doing the same damn thing. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Post office isn't that inefficient, you know, mm-hmm. to where all of a sudden the guy's going to make money on what they lose money at. I mean, maybe a little bit. Right, it, right. It, it, yeah. it's, there's a point where, but I, I have a, kind of a specific, kind of an odd currency question for you. It, it always, this whole Bitcoin crypto world to me, I, I, I always thought from the beginning, Dan. I mean, I you know did a lot of currency work when I was in grad school. I did. I mean, that was one of the studies that I I did, and we did a lot of you know you know currencies and, and concentration camps and all kinds of studies that people did on various things. And what I don't quite get about this whole mess to this day, and I hope you can maybe answer me at least help me out, doesn't surprise me at all that with the the central bankers doing their their crap and and basically lowering the value of everybody's fiat currency, and and have big com- countries in the world, China and people. They're not my fan, I'm not fans of theirs, but they probably are are sitting there going, Why do we keep using this damn dollar uh, when these guys are manipulating it? Why don't we? It would in other words, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody were to say, We're going to have a world currency and it's going to be based on. You know, worth, uh, a dollar's worth a cup of oil or, or some, something stupid, but at least, at least something where you know what you got. How's that for and And we're going to have a way where people can do business in this without the U.S. Treasury knowing every single time somebody wires some money or does something else. We don't want them in, in our drawers. We don't want British people. We want to have a currency where we can do business with. I'm not just saying all drug dealers. I'm saying anybody. We don't want these guys looking at every single transaction we do. And, we're, and by the way, we're going to have a world-based currency, and it's going to be based on oil or diamonds or whatever, whatever you damn well think it's going to be, but something. How did it, how did it get from there to the currency itself itself becoming like an alter, uh, like an artificial stock, where you bid up the price of the currency when it's based on nothing? If it was based yeah,
9: on, oil, you know, I don't see, it, how did how did we ever get here? Why, why? It's not, and that's really, I think that's the downfall. I think that's yeah. why it's gotten hit so hard because it, that wasn't the intention. I mean having a global um you know, a global um currency, a digital currency, you know, a less regulated currency. You you were you using that um as a tool, like, like my money's always been used as a tool, but but not so much as a, as a business that you invest in, which is what it, it's ended up becoming, or an industry, if you will, like that you invest in, or, or some people even call it an asset class that you invest in and you hit it I think you hit it on the head and I think that's why that is a good part of the reason why we're seeing this tremendous sell off and this sell off by the way didn't just happen in the last few days i mean this sell off happened when we went into that risk off mode and it got hit, hit worse than anything else i think for those investors who've been around for a while we know that um, you know there's there's a workout period or a time period for things to you know, you need some years of experience, you need a couple of quarters of, of earnings, you know, you need, a, you need a you need a team of people and not just one person, you need a culture to evolve within that organization and not just, a, you know, one person coming along and, and um, you know, and then leaving um, and going on to the next thing. So it's, in order to be a good long-term investment, I, I think it has to be um, Something that's well thought out of well thought out. No, the problem with not having it regulated, and I don't believe it should be. But the problem with not having any regulation in it is that you also don't have people sort of monitoring it as as it as it as it it evolves. And I think it's just evolved into a direction that really was where it wasn't meant to be. And like you're saying, into investment rather than a currency, and as a significant difference.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I I don't see when you talk about regulated. I think you know. Again, the simplest one I can think of because I see all these big oil storage tanks in Northern Indiana. Yeah. The simplest one is that: is every year you have Deloitte come in and here, here's how many currencies are out there. How many? Here's how many gallons of oil we got. And guess what? They match up. Right. What,
9: right, else? what yeah. else do you need yeah, I mean, on the currency side? It, I mean, on the commodity side, it's very easy because yeah. you, have, you have you know physical um, you have a physical asset. But I'm thinking more. You know, I, well, I guess it would be the same with gold and silver. Um, would be the same um, yeah but this industry it is, this is different and and again it's been I think it's been misused as an investment and discussed I mean frankly part of the discussion um, from some people in the, you know, you know it's people, people who don't know and they're listening to people talk about it like it's an investment are going to jump on the bandwagon
0: well yeah I mean if it was based on something then the value would always be known instead of Oh no! It could be yes. sixty thousand. It could be anything. What do you mean? What do you mean? There's,
9: it, there's no... I totally agree. I, I, I absolutely agree with your point. It's 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 how how can it change that much day to day or week to week? And then the value of what you're able to purchase, say, um, or the value that you get for from the sale just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. It's just those those increases are dramatic, and that's part of the reason we stay away. Is just any type of swing like that that that's dramatic, unless you know you know maybe on your side there will be a way to to hedge and protect um some some of the um but then again you're getting into hedging a currency and not you know whether you're getting into hedging a currency or hedging an investment um it gets complicated it's it's uh i I just think it needs some time to to evolve i don't think we've you know we i personally would stay away um, I, I think the whole um, industry, if you will, needs some time to evolve I think the original concept made a lot of sense and still makes sense, but
0: um, well, Dan, I have a couple two more uh, specific things to ask you one is um, well, I, are you worried about when you talk about, you know, we, we're going to end up even though you didn't say recession, we have this contraction going on, I was I I not I should have done some research before you came on, but the specific numbers but I was listening to uh, Actually, it was a, a news radio here in Chicago. Somebody gave a market report. It had to do with the incredible upsurge of credit card debt and, and uh, how much people are behind in their payments and their car purchases and in their credit card payments in the last, like, six weeks. It was, was was numbers I never even dreamed about. How many, I mean, how much the uh, credit card debt was up, like, 5 or 6% in a couple of months, or some, some bizarre number. And our... Uh, is that, is that bothering the hell out of you? I heard it. I'm going, that can't be right. I mean, it can't
9: be... Well, you know what? It has to be happening because the the question I've been asking is how are people able to afford, you know, higher prices of, of everything across the board? I mean, significantly higher prices. Everything from food, and I'm not not talking about gasoline as much, but food to housing to um, trips to cars to boats to, to any, you know, anything that um, is a household purchase or or a luxury purchase, how are they able to afford this and take that trip to Europe that, you know, uh, you know, I was, you know, I'm surprised that people, you know, I'm asking where they're getting their money to do this. And I think you just answered the question that it's credit. And that's what I've heard, um, you know, I've asked that question to other people. And it's been recent because what I think has happened is a lot of the PPP money and, and all the money that was given out, is finally run out. The time frame that was given from from somebody who I really trust was the end of this year. Like that money will eventually run out at the end of this year. So it makes a lot of sense that, that those facts that you just heard, um, locally it makes a lot of sense that it would be credit cards, it uh, would be credit card debt, um, and of course at the worst possible time when when rates are going higher. So. Um, even though we I have heard people even very recently s- say that the personal balance sheet is a lot stronger than it was in 08 and it might be um, it's still it's weakening <laughs> I'll, I'll bet and if you, on more credit is not the way to I'll bet is, the pers- is not the way to do it in a, in a rising interest rate environment I'll
0: bet if you look at the average personal balance sheet it's probably higher if you look if you look at the the mean mean it's probably higher if you look at the median it's probably not so good
9: I would say yes. I would agree
0: with that. All right, second question. Uh, and this, I had a couple of people actually call me and ask me. That Dan's more in the, he's in the bond sort of guy, but he seems to have an knowledge. If you were somebody who, even if you think you might be a little early, uh, man, like I said, nobody knows more about being early than the year and a half I was when I started the business. Uh, where, I mean, Russell was talking about he he dipped a toe in the uh, uh, chip chip guys. I didn't ask him which one he bought, NVIDIA, and I didn't want to go that far into it, but it would be me if I wanted to do that, I'd probably buy the SMH if, and rather than try and pick a winner because, you know, I don't know that much about him, but are you, given the, the carnage that's happened in these FANG Plus, would you think about, if if you did, in other words, if somebody sent you a million bucks today and I said I want to invest half today, I is, is it too early to do the Qs? Because that's where all the FANGs are. Would you do the Qs, the Russell? The, I got so many people, Dan, that want me to put their stuff in this XLE. And you know what? They're the same people that, that couldn't wait, that demanded I get out of it at twenty eight. Now it's now it's it's eighty nine. It, right. You know, I just. But where where would you put the first toe, even if it's protected and everything else?
9: I mean, I think a QQQ if you want to have a little exposure, but I I would not make it a like a goal to have a, a large percentage. Um, there's I would say in this environment it's better to be name specific you know for example um you know names that you're comfortable with and that you own Amazon you know might be a good one um you know Google um might be a good one I mean you have to you know personally I'm not you know I'm not a big fan of, of say meta or Facebook I'm not a big fan of Netflix I'm not a big fan of Disney, <clears throat> for example, which just stepped up their subscription rates as well. Um, you don't do that. You don't like say, okay, now we have, you know, we're, we're charging you ten dollars a month for this service, but now we're going to actually, if you want to watch it without commercials, you can have it for fifteen, and that's a lot of people are going to get turned off by that. The same, the same thing with Netflix. So I think understanding the businesses. And stepping in, stepping in to have exposure, yes, to a sector that because you you don't want to be left behind. But uh, but stepping in in a way that you might have more exposure to to a certain segment uh, or a certain few names that you have um, more confidence in and a higher conviction. I was kind of getting to that point earlier when I was talking about the infrastructure names because they kind of got lost. Yeah, they did. I mean, for sure. all this money was sort of thrown out there. And they all of those stocks have traded down. So I said that we talked about Nastec earlier and then Aztec was another name, A S T E C and we had spoken about that a while ago, and they, they've gotten hit again. And to me they, they are the ultimate infrastructure stock. So if municipalities have money and if we're if you know home builders say have money to, to build out infrastructure, um even in an environment that's Contracting, they've they've got additional money. So why, you know, it doesn't make sense to me with very well-run companies that they're trading where they where they are. So, AS, so that ASPEC? would be an area that I would also recommend. I, to,
0: we got, we got a dash. Here, damn it! I have one one uh, ASPEC was it right?
9: ASTEC. Okay. ASTEC. Uh, was a ticker, but that is that is that is sold off. And a third one is Otter Tail. We talked about that. They're the uh, they're their, uh, Minnesota-based utility that also has a materials business and they that stock got up into the 80s we sold it we bought some in the low 60s got up to about 70 we sold most of it kept a tiny bit just came out with earnings the earnings were great um revenues were great for the for the quarter but their guidance was negative on their materials business and the, the stock is down in the low 50s again
0: All right what well, we're, so we're going like, a, a two second question all this money was put out there for infrastructure. Are you convinced all that's going to get spent? <laughs>
9: um, yeah, honestly, I I don't know how, and that's my biggest question, is who gets it and how does it get spent, and in what time period does it yeah, get spent. I, and that would be the biggest question I would have for any anybody who has their hands on it or, or any government that is given this much money. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I want to see it. I want, that's where I want to see transparency how is it being spent, which companies get it, you
0: know. Um. Well, you want to hang on. You want to at least listen for a little bit more because Colin's going to come on and tell us about who to bet on this weekend. That's the quickest way to make some money that I know of, is bet on some football and win. Sure. SP, futures, sure. uh, SP Futures up 98. Wow, whatever his number came out, 0. 0.4 versus 0. 0.6. We love this market. They're up 98. And as they Futures up 380. We'll be right back.
6: Stocks, jocks, and stocks and jocks.
0: You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Okay. Hello, Up Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom Hale. Andrew on the board. Got the SP futures up 100 as the uh, inflation came in at 0.3%. I'm actually looking at the data here and it says 0. 0.4. But anyway, it's below the 0. 06 so they're up. Actually, we're up 105 now, NASDAQ futures up 371, um, we're gonna we're gonna go right to Colin here because uh, the rest of the stuff going on. And I'll, I'll tell you where the U.S. dollar is now is now uh, dropping pretty dramatically. So the euro is over a buck 1.0, almost 1.01, and the pound is up 1.8 uh, percent. Wow, it's up to 116 almost. Those are big moves in there. We've got the uh, tre- the treasuries are actually up because. Uh, not sure where that is, and we've got the ten. The ten-year is down uh, to three point nine four. So everybody's thinking that now well, the Fed is going to back off, and that's why the Treasuries are up and the yields are down. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Let's get right to uh to a Colin. However, and let's do our let's do our, our picks, and then when all this settles down, I'll, I'll tell everybody what's going on in the rest of the world. Colin, what's up, buddy? Yeah, Chief,
7: how are you? Good morning.
0: All right. I hope you your yeah. long your long spoos.
7: Yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, I'll tell you what—different conversation for another show. But um, I work in the tech industry for one of these big SaaS companies, and uh, we're just dodging bullets right now, Chief. These, these layoffs that are going off right now—it's crazy. So um, maybe a conversation for a different show. But just well, maybe uh,
0: maybe next week you can hang out a little bit, and we'll talk with John about it because yeah, these, these layoffs got to be, and his, his stock price yeah. is going down. Of course, the stock price are way up here, but uh, they had to be have to be hurting some people. But so what do you what do you got? You've, you've been doing a uh, you had one week of 3-1, and one, but virtually you're splitting. You're
7: 2-2. Yeah, tough week on the, a couple weeks ago, but I think we'll bounce back this week, Chief. A couple good games on the card. Um, I think I'll first start off with just a, a note to uh, the Notre Dame fans that, like yourself, are probably pretty flying pretty high right now, Chief, with that big win over Clemson. Um, I, I'd, I'd just be cautious if you're planning on betting the Irish this week against Navy Oh God, that's a 17-point favorite. Yeah, they... We know Notre Dame's fared pretty well as a dog this year, but if you look at them as a favorite so far, um, you know, we talked about the Marshall game, the Cal game. Uh, I, I just I would be very cautious betting the Irish as a, as a big favorite this week against a pesky Navy team. Um, but I'll look at a couple other games here, Chief. We're going to go first to, um, we'll start with, I have targeted basically the uh, Arkansas Razorbacks as a four-and-a-half point, or excuse me, three-and-a-half point home favorite right now Uh, against LSU who comes off that huge win old friend Brian Kelly comes off that huge win against Alabama Um, but a terrible spot here for LSU as they go to Arkansas with a noon start on Saturday this is an Arkansas team I think a lot of people thought including myself would be pretty solid this year but they got off to a slow start and um, KJ Jefferson their quarterback who I, I think a lot of people thought might be in the Heisen race he got hurt a little bit but now he's starting to pick it up so Great spot for Arkansas here. We'll take uh, we'll take them as a three and a half point home dog against old friend Brian Kelly Chief. And then second game collegiately, we're going to look at the Auburn Tigers, uh, the short one and a half point home favorite against uh, Texas A&M. Look, I know we spent probably way too much time in the segment talking about Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, but they are uh, they're three and six now, Chief, and there's going to be. I'm guessing a buyout at the end of the season to get that $100 million contract. It's been an absolute disaster. So we'll go full fade on Texas A&M. And uh, old, I don't know if you remember a guy named Cadillac Williams, the old oh, yeah. Auburn running oh, yeah. back. But he, he's taken over as the interim head coach for Auburn, and they're starting to play pretty well. So she plays there in college. And then just two more on the pros, Chief. We're going to look at um, the Cleveland Browns are headed to uh, Miami this week. Also, as a four-point underdog, um, the over/under in that one's 48 points. And as we saw last weekend with Miami, they can score, uh, but they don't—they don't get a lot of stops defensively. Uh, quite honestly, Bears should have won that game. I thought oh, yeah, they got yeah. kind of hosed at the end on those defensive pass interference calls. So, look at the over 48 there at uh, minus 120. And then last play, Chief will just be uh, Tennessee Titans money line. Uh, minus one thirty against the Denver Broncos. Um, Mike Brabel's done a heck of a job with Tennessee. They lose. They lose Tannehill. Their starting quarterback Malik Lewis, Their backup comes in, and uh, they should have beat the Chiefs on Sunday night as a fourteen point dog. So we'll stick with the Titans as they uh, they continue to ride hot and basically cover and win almost every week.
0: A hey, uh, a quick one for you from my conspiracy. Then we I gotta go off the jam. But hey, next week if you can. Why don't you plan to stay stay later, let's talk about these layoffs, because, I mean, John and I would love to opine on that, on winter, and we're not as close to it as you are, but I saw that ridiculous nine-call in the Bear game with like a minute left, right? So then, but the, but the game was over at a 3 o'clock time by, by a bit, so then I, I switched to the other channel to see if there was another game on, and I think it was, was it Buffalo or somebody was playing? It was like a minute left in that game, and the same thing happened. <laughs> Somebody somebody got right. totally undressed, and, and there was no call because they just wanted the game over. It seemed I, I, I'm sure it's not that, but it sure is, one after the other. I'm going what what's going on here?
7: Yeah, chief. There is actually a there's a group on Twitter that does um, they do replay reviews for every week, and the two defen- the defensive pass interference call against the Bears, and then the offensive pass interference call that where the Bears receiver just got tackled. Yeah. Um, uh, and there was no call, those were actually reviewed as the two worst calls uh, of last week in the NFL. So, tough thought. Uh, Bears still cashed the ticket as a dog, but if you had the Bears in a Moneyline parlay as a dog, which a lot of people did because we thought they could pull that game off, which they could have, um, yeah, tough luck there.
0: <laughs> well, th- so next week let's, uh, we'll, we'll talk to your, your buddy. We'll, we'll, we'll plan on it because I want to I hear more about what's going on in those areas. Uh, but thank I'm you, buddy. Talk to you next week. All right. Uh, we have okay. S and P futures up one uh, one ten, Nasdaq up four eleven. Everything's okay now. We're going to go back to one and a half percent interest. Everything's going to be cool, easy money. John, if you believe that, I got a bridge for you, bud.
5: Yeah, keep talking, Tom.
0: <laughs> I got a serious bridge. If you believe all that, I, I don't, I don't get yeah,
5: it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, well after yesterday, I guess. Anything will look good, maybe. I don't
0: know. Yeah, well, I maybe mean, yeah, yesterday was well. We've, we've come back. All that we've. we've We've eaten it all up here, um, so we're up on what more than we were down yesterday. I, I'm just sitting here looking at the uh, changes on this stuff, and let me let me zip down to see what they've done to housing because that's always one of my my things that I I, I look in here. Energy, uh, we got energy down. Uh, actually, up one one. Uh, one oh yeah, it's up one percent last month. So it was actually up on adjusted change September to October. We got energy up uh, actually a full percent for God's sake. Um, which is a lot, as we've, we've seen the gas prices go back up. But I'm thinking the the, the big one here that we're talking about has got to be housing, uh, medical care. We don't even go there; they don't deal with that at all. But uh, shelter. Here we go. Um, owners' equivalent rent of residence up 0.7. Uh, rent of primary residence up 0.8. So I don't I don't see where they're getting this 0.3 number or 0.4. Cause no. Those are those are big numbers. I mean they're well, they but here's the here's the thing, they have rent of primary residence as being seven percent of somebody's basket. I mean, I, I want to know anybody who pays rent and and only seven percent of their pay is rent. Where I, 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 I mean, I, I, where are you living for God's sake? I mean, yeah, I, I don't the
5: stories I hear of people around here who are changing you know their addresses for any number of reasons, but when they go out looking for you know, a rental unit in this neighborhood, they can't do it. No, <laughs> they're looking out of the area because it's, it's just they're, they're flabbergasted by how much they
0: have to pay. Well, here's here's one. Now, how how does this even can this even remo- be remotely possible? The cost of health insurance is down four percent. Now it's only 09 percent of your basket, but it's down four uh, percent. Has anybody ever had a, a health insurance bill that went down? No, I haven't. No, I mean ever ever. I mean, I, I how, how can anybody even even get there? I mean. And I'm trying to find where where exactly this this point four came from let me get up to food here and uh, what did you make of uh, the uh, the election I know you're on which side you're on you and Kevin I was jealousy with him yesterday but uh, I've got well
5: both yeah I, I thought you know Kevin's read on it was just right I mean the, the anomaly of Florida which was you know a real blowout for the Republicans which didn't really materialize anyplace else to that degree. But I think there's, you know, there's a sea change at, at, you know, work here with attracting voters to the GOP, and I think um, that will probably continue, and you'll see greater inroads into Hispanics and African Americans uh, and other, you know, minority groups in the 2024 election, because the trend seems to be in their favor. It will play out in different ways, of course, in different parts of the country. But it signals, I think, the general disenchantment among those people with Democratic candidates.
0: Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm looking at the... I don't see how i to get this point four. I got food up uh, point 0.7. I got energy up 1. So how, how in the hell can uh, this be... What, what, what's, what gets us down to the point 4 I'm, I'm, I'm kind of missing that whole minute, but I, I'll, I'll keep looking here. But, you know, I... Uh, I think, and you know some people aren't gonna like this so much. I mean a lot of people will i I, I sense um, when I was talking about a few people last night a huge change in the Republican party uh, and to me it's it's for the positive i mean it it's now it looks to me to be DeSantis Rubio's party and they put a fork in Trump. All his, I mean no no people don't want that I think I think that's the message here. And I'd love to see those guys move forward and and take control, because I think they're they're much more in touch with the world. I, it's none of the none of the we, we should we got robbed last time kind of stuff. I think I think the you know I, I think I could vote for them. I mean, I'm never going to vote for Trump. I'm just saying. Uh, I you know I mean those. I think there's a there's a positive change there. I really do.
5: I, well, and of course they're not the only ones who want to see Trump in their rearview mirror. You know, there's a lot right. lot of. Other people in the party, maybe, who have given him lip service, but they really never trucked with him and didn't see him as the future. And, of course, you, you really, no party wants the future to be you know, a 78 year old figure um, with the expectation that that's going to you know, be you know, the, the, the way the party is going to be in four to six years. On the other hand, you wouldn't see, I don't think, this kind of rise of people like DeSantis. And mccarthy and, and other people too without trump's having completely thrown a monkey wrench in that party which it desperately needed believe me um because of the, the mcconnell stranglehold um going way back really the party has hasn't really had any of the, the fire in the belly since you know, before the tea party movement really and trump for whatever his faults were he energized a base for the GOP, that I think took them by surprise too, because they weren't used to having people real you know, wild eyed about anything. And I think that that's good for politics generally. Um, the Democrats, on the other hand, seem less willing to make room for. It. I mean, do you really think John Fetterman can be a no. oh, presidential it. candidate? This well, is, is I, put a, I put him in I, I, in I, I just think God, if they're their hopes on that.
0: Where, 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 where was that talked about? It's like, it's like saying Herschel Walker. I'm
5: well, probably. I mean, it, 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 and a lot of other equally implausible people, but uh, I think that they're, they've got more struggles to overcome than the Republicans So the long term. You know, I, w- I was disappointed in the lack of the red wave that was so widely predicted, and I'm, I'm holding out my reasons for why I think maybe there was more of a wave than what the rep- reports indicate. But I do think the long-term prognosis here is that the Democrats have got to do something very different from what they've been doing. Um, that that they, they may think they, they pulled a couple irons out of the fire here, but the long-term prognosis with, with such a deeply divided party and no young rulers really of any credibility on the horizon, it, that doesn't bode well for them at all.
0: Well, here's where uh, a lot of the some of the stuff came as used cars and trucks. They got down two point three percent. Because I'm going through these numbers, I don't see where the hell like get point four. Everything seems to be higher than that.
5: Yeah, I'm just spot checking stuff here. Either I, I, I don't get it.
1: <laughs> well, I, pa- I got
5: to pa- pa- add a it. story two times to your voting experience because, like you, I went to the, the polling place and had you know experience with the bleed through of the ink on the ballot, um, and it caused the second page of my ballot to be spoiled. Um, and it, it had bled through to such an extent that it looked like I had voted yes and no for one well, judicial candidate.
0: I heard it on the radio, so I at least took the bottom one out and didn't bleed through the other page. I just bled through the back part of the, my first ballot.
5: Yeah. It, it, well, in the, it, Apparently, it was happening often enough in my precinct um, so that it was kind of whole hum with them. They knew just what to do. I, I had voted at noon, and I was the 46th person to have voted, which is Pretty, pretty slight yeah. turns I would say. But as soon as it happened, and it, it showed up as a you know a double count or an overvote, um, the person at the voting you know, spot where you put it through the ballot box said, "Oh, we got another bleed through here." And she looked at it and checked it for the race, and you know verified.
0: Yes, it looks like it has bled through. How did you get and that? It, how did you get that pen contract?
5: Well, it's the paper contract. Then. Well, the, the paper was like gla- glassine or something. There was, I mean, I've got cheap printer paper here that will accept that kind of pen ink. Yeah, but you could not bleed through as bad as that thing, and it's got this slick coating on both sides. But the the slick coating just seems to magnify the bleed through to me. I I, I'm more concerned about the paper
0: kind. You couldn't have you couldn't have written somebody in because there was the that thing that thing gushed out so much ink. You couldn't have written anybody in there, in that little spot they gave you? Well, it's,
5: maybe it's a mash between the ink and the paper. Yeah. But it, it, the same thing happened in the June primary. I had the same exact experience. And I was holding my breath because I kept flipping over from one side to the other to see if this was interfering with any of my candidate choices. And I didn't think it would have in this case, but it clearly did. i it, it looked like, here, you know, and they, were, they did the right thing, I must say, at my, at my precinct. They, this was not my... Spoiling of my own ballot, I hadn't done anything to indicate I had conflicting votes for a candidate. It was the machine's failure to count what I had put on the ballot itself, which is also concerning to me. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough that we got the four-page ballot. you know I had to re- redo the entire second page of the ballot, and they gave me the spoiled ballot back so I could copy all my choices, which didn't really make it any faster in some ways, but. Um, I don't like the fact that you whatever you vote for, it doesn't get tabulated as you post no,
0: your vote. Uh, yeah, Th- that's
5: that's that's a really bad omen.
0: I uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't know why I'm looking at this thing continuing here, Jan. While I'm listening to you, trying to do double things here, I believe these energy numbers—they they got one percent up. Okay, every single one in here is up way more than one percent. How the hell are they how they they, they and somehow they've got gas and electricity. Down on the month. Where is where has ever that been down? <clears throat> what are they? Who are they kidding here? the like big uh, numbers too. What is? Well, here's the number, The total energy number is one percent, month over month, um, or is that year over year? I think it's it's uh, it's month over month. The total number is one percent. Yet I'm reading. You know, I'm not. I'm not accusing these people of screwing with this. so yeah, maybe I am. Energy commodities three point six. Fuel oil, thirteen point nine. Fuel oil and other fuels, thirteen point nine. Motor fuel, three point one. Gasoline, three point one. How the hell do you, how do you end up with one when everything's free or more?
5: There's something wrong with the formula, I think.
0: Something from something. Yeah, something is, is definitely wrong with this. Energy services are down two percent. Energy services, electricity and utilities. Anybody anybody in this world get a, a lower utility bill last month?
5: People don't pay light bills like you and I do. Uh,
0: Evidently, you know, um, I'm I'm surprised, and this is just an observation. Um, Matty Weber talked pretty eloquently yesterday about how his wife and her friends, even though they're, I think they're, I think they're probably uh, personally opposed to abortion in most cases, absolutely do not like the overbearing way this is coming down and how the. The, and they don't really like the people who are on the one side, people like Darren Bailey. And and you know what? I heard the same thing last night from one of my attorney buddies whose wife, and he's got a wife, three daughters. They're Catholic as a day is long, wouldn't even consider an abortion, yet they, they do not like the the way this is being handled. And they, and they think it's overbearing. They wonder what's next. I mean, what did Clarence Thomas say something about, we're going to go after birth control, or some other thing they have to... They don't. They don't like where this is heading. They don't like those people. They don't. They don't like old guys t- standing up there like they're trying to tell other people what to do, even if they're personally opposed to it. I mean, th- I think the Republicans have to really, really consider that they they have pissed off a lot of people by the way they've handled this, Jen. I really. I, I mean, I just an observation. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, do you, what do you think?
5: I think that you know the the issue. Unfortunately. Became it's such a focus for the Democratic television ads because they really had nothing else of any substance to run on this time um, that they characterized it as this you know, gloom and doom, taking away somebody's right, and all these you know very dour, sad commercials showing people fretting over these decisions, you know, without even letting these people talk on the live ads. But the impression was that these people are being terrorized by something that is, you know, blamed entirely on the repeal of Roe v. Wade. And had it, had it been in, in, in any kind of a, a, you know, if there had been more distance maybe between when the decision came down and when the election took place, it might have been different too. But the response that the Republicans t- have to come back with can't make any friends for themselves. And when the, when the onslaught from the Democrats was so staged to, to make it a purely emotional appeal, and not to consider that this is really just returning the issue to the states. And maybe the Republicans erred by not focusing more on that as an explanation for the reasoning behind this decision, which I think finally made sense out of something that was confused and disastrous since 1973, but nobody wanted to talk about it. Oh yeah,
0: I mean, certainly I, wanted to I mean without, it. I'm I just saying it's my observation that the, w- the way it's been jammed in some of these red states by always a white guy, a white guy governor, you know, it seems like w- w- the, 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 the the image of it is horrendous to a lot of women. It's horrendous.
5: But, you know, i got to come back and say the reason, you know, Darren Bailey was the candidate. He was the only one who stood up to Fritzker in the lockdown mess. Yeah. The only one in the state legislature. And sued, hey, sued who well, and won r- The him. reason
0: why he was a candidate is because Fritzker bought ads for wanted him. And yeah, I, I yeah. was
5: hoping for some kind of rebuke or a bigger rebuke than Frisco got for meddling. I, I, when, I, when people talk about dishonest, dishonest elections and manipulating voter behavior, what could be a more classic case of malfeasance than what Pritzker As
0: you did? well know, he will never get my vote for that well, reason.
5: No, that's just one of a, a list of things like that.
0: Well, I'm saying but, I, I, like Hillary will never get my vote for accepting trades that weren't hers. Weren't hers. I don't care whatever else she does. I'm not, I'm not into this People at that level get to be total bags for half of their life, and now they're okay. No, they're not. I, I know that's unpopular now. I know that's comes from a guy who used to trade in the trading floor. If some guy reneges on a trade once or twice, he's a reneger. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
5: some of these people have just become un, unredeemables or deplorable. Yeah, I hate to say
0: go, it. Go, go, go run a gas station somewhere. <laughs> don't don't try and trade with me. I mean, it's just, you know, go Pritzker, do whatever you want to do. Don't ask me to vote for you. I just I can't do it. I mean, I just, it, and I know that's, that is amazingly south side of me, and I know it's probably a weakness in me, but I'll tell you what, John, it's what I am. I mean, I, yep. I, I can't, I can't do, that was so sleazy. I can't say it's sleazy, but that's okay. No, no, it's not okay.
5: Well, if if you can have that in, a, in an election cycle and not have somebody reprimanded, you know, by any, League of Women Voters or anybody yeah. who might have a say in this. What what other kind of, of crookedness can you can you also encourage by this? All it, does all it takes all it takes is money.
0: All it takes all it does encourage you.
5: There's just it really it makes it you know what, once you can manipulate who the other side's candidate is in any way.
0: Like we bankrolling
5: the one you'd rather run against. I mean, um, how how many <laughs> feet can you have in this race?
0: Um, I it, it, it's reaching the point and uh, and you can't let it get here. I mean, it's, it's coming that way in, in, in my business to a certain extent. I mean, we we had an order in yesterday. Talk about shifting around. We had an order in yesterday. We are trying to sell uh, uh, some calls in one of the stocks that we, uh, or some puts actually, in one of the stocks we did an earnings plan. And uh we were trying to sell them at $0.16. Cents. Well, the stock is ticking down, ticking down. Now, they sh- we should have been filled. In today's world, with only two or three people doing this, or four, they get to basically ream you whenever they feel like it. So, and this is a small thing, only only a professional would even notice it. Uh, a retail trader wouldn't even probably understand what the hell I'm talking about. At 16, x 16, all of a sudden we're filled, the bid coming out is 18 bid. Well, John, that, that shouldn't happen. I mean, It should be 16 bid coming out or 17. What they're saying as they leaned all over ours to, well, they were actually 18 bid when they bought ours at 16. That shows you it's not competitive. It shows you that the... the that the, the, the wolves are guarding hen house and there's there's no not even a word spoken anywhere in the industry that that these markets kinda suck in some of these, these stocks and, and this if this ever happened on a trading floor, people would be written up about it in a second. You know we just we've we've reached the point now in virtually everywhere that if you're not cheating you're not trying. And it's just a different world than you and I are are Used to and are are willing to acclimate to it. Well, and
5: as, as you've said before, it's selective enforcement of what regulations oh, absolutely. are. absolutely. Because you got somebody like Dinesh D'Souza who was wearing an ankle bracelet for, what, a $2,000 contribution to somebody? Yeah. And you got people like J.B. Pritzker and George Soros and other people throwing billions of dollars yeah. into campaigns they have nothing to do with other than that they're trying to sabotage somebody else or some city or some, you know, aspect of the, the political sphere that they feel they've got the right to intervene in. And there's no price paid for those people at all. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just, the selective enforcement of what's out there, um, well, I, I don't wh- whoever controls that controls the outcomes.
0: So. I hope, uh, talking about a guy, I mean, I, I'm not sure, but I remember, you know, Karen Reeves was on a couple times and the person who won, uh, J- Jesse Jackson's kid, who now is a rep, because uh, he won, um, got him. Was he got a million dollars from one of the crypt- was Was the crypto firm F- FTX that he got the money from? Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> now the place is going out of business. I mean, could you could you write if you wrote a fiction if you wrote a book like this, you, you called it
5: fiction, you couldn't sell a copy. People wouldn't believe it. So now, speaking of Bitcoin, Tom, did you hear about that theft that was discovered? Of the, was it fifty billion dollars in Bitcoin. This stuff's been missing for how many years? And they found it in some guy's house, spr- sprinkled among his various devices. All this stuff is hiding there in plain yeah. sight. Yeah.
0: Well, and then, but but then it uh, when it came back. I mean, the problem is he, he couldn't cash it. Evidently, right. Right. So now it's, it's like a,
5: a Rembrandt in your basement or something.
0: Well, not but now the people we got to dash it with the people who the the company who it got stolen from. And I did this whole story a couple of weeks ago. Uh, essentially made some sort of a settlement to the people who lost the Bitcoin. It was essentially in street name. They it wasn't in their name. They invested in this firm then invested in the Bitcoin. It got stolen. So, but the Bitcoin at the time was a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks, whatever it was. And this place made somewhat of a settlement toward these people. It was somewhat of a half ass settlement. Nobody got the full number. But now that the coins are back, the people want their dough and at the time, Bitcoin was like twenty five thousand. Now it's like sixteen. Uh, they want the twenty five. Even in places saying, "Wait a minute, you got your settlement." <laughs> it's a what a anyway. Uh, so, John, thank you. Uh, SP Futures up one twenty. That's an amazing move. Uh, Nasdaq up four seventy four. Back tomorrow, stocks and jacks go over all this again. You're still here. It's over. Go home.
8: Go.